Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, folks. It's Troy Dooley, the host of RealMentorsRadio.com. And I have to tell you, it uh, the more I dig into Darren's book, How to Select a Network Marketing Company, the more excited I get. And uh, and it's funny because you don't realize how many books you have on your shelf till you're reading a book who constantly is going through other books. And, and one of the books that he's going to mention in here is a book that I don't even think the public can get called Understanding Multi-Level Compensation and the Roles and Their Roles in a Successful Company. It's by one of the greatest compensation plan specialists in history. Um, and we may, we may discuss that in, a, in a, another series that's going to come up because it, I truly believe people need to understand this stuff. And this today is, is going to be a, a chapter. It's going to be a really good discussion. We're not going to get through everything in 30 minutes. That's why this is the type of book you need to have. You need to go to networkingbook.com. And one of the things that we started the year off in 2012 was collaboration. Darren Falter is the co-owner of Yoli. It's a phenomenally successful two-year-old company. Uh, He has put all of his wisdom into helping create that company. And one of the, the passions I have is helping to show people that there are companies out there that don't blow through a lot of hype. You don't hear all of the excitement. Woo, 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 look at them. They just go out there and they build a business, and that's the way Yoli is. But if you're afraid, oh, my gosh, Troy, I just don't know. You know, he's he's part of, of, of this company. You know, I look at that and I say, you know, you need to stop the scarcity mentality. You need to buy this book. You need to send your people to networkingbook.com. They need to understand how to grow the business. People are not going to jump into another company. My personal friend and mentor, Richard Brook, was the keynote speaker this weekend at another network marketing company's convention. And, and Richard owns two network marketing companies, one of them over 25 years old. So you, you've got to dig into this. This is meat and potatoes, folks. This is stuff you need to know. Compensation, how to scrutinize a compensation plan. Think about that. How do you do it? Are you a mathematician? Can you take the time to spread it out in a spreadsheet and see if the math is going to work for you? Now, I will tell you right now, it's the last component that I look at when I scrutinize companies. Now, I'm, I'm Right now, I'm in the middle. I had a client call me up and hire me to go through their compensation plan, help them out, and I'm going to do that. But math is math. And what frustrates me is when I get people saying, we've got the best compensation plan. Well, I'm telling you what, since God said, let there be light, math has not changed. You can manipulate the numbers, but math is math. And for somebody that's uneducated to say, we have the best compensation plan, and then here's what usually follows. It's a matrix, or it's a unilevel, or it's a binary, it's a hybrid, it's this or that, and they they don't understand it. Today, I hope to at least shed a little light on the four main compensation programs in network marketing. Depending on a lot of variables that have nothing to do with math will depend on if you should be in one of those compensation plans. Because some compensation plans are just not conducive to somebody with a bad attitude. It's plain and simple. Other compensation plans are not conducive for a part-timer. So you have to understand. And then I'll share with you a company who's over 35 years old, one of the most successful in the nation, 
who created a compensation plan on several of these that have worked out perfectly well for them. Because that, at the end of the day, is what matters. Compensation plans are good, bad, and ugly. Here's what Darren wrote. When I began investigating network marketing companies, I found more hype associated with a company's compensation plan than with any other criterion, including product type. And all, and we all know how out of hand product type can go nuts. Oh, our product cures the, you know, the wart on your butt. I mean, you just hear all this crap. So which one is best? And you're going to hear a different scenario from different people. And I don't think at the end of the day it's what is best in a general statement. It's going to be what is best for you. And that's going to be based on what it is that you want to do. Now, if you're a company owner, then it's not about what's best for you. It's a matter of what's best for the product that you're marketing and what's best to be able to keep the, the distributors taken care of. Because at the end of the day, that's, that's what it's all about. In, in one of Mark Rollins' books, Understanding Multilevel Compensation, Mark, who happens to be a 26-year veteran in compensation plans and building the software – which means the algorithms, the math algorithms around this. Here's what he says. A compensation plan must meet the following three goals. It must generate enthusiasm among distributors. It must encourage distributors to sell products and recruit distributors. And it must retain distributors. A lot of hype has gone on lately about binary compensation plans. In the last decade or two, that seems to be the real go-go. They came out in... In the late 80s, early 90s, they've been around for a while, but it wasn't until the 21st century that some of the companies really kicked them in and did some stuff with them. All kinds of hype. But then all of a sudden you start seeing things written on the Internet about binaries don't work, and it's because people that got involved didn't understand it, and they got hurt with it. See, understanding compensation and why it's there is the most important. Let's look at the matrix compensation plan. One of the oldest, if not the oldest, started in the 1980s. Um, I don't like it, especially the force matrix, and I'll tell you why. I think it has uh, it, it creates an entitlement mentality. The matrix is exactly what it says it is. You come in, you get plugged in in a spot, and then all the other spots get filled up, and then the other spots get filled up. So you get the you you don't get to choose who's going to be on your front line, second line, third line. You just got to fill the spots in the matrix. Looks a lot like a pyramid. Which a lot of times that's what people, well, that's a pyramid matrix. Well, hello, that's the only way you got them. And it's from the corporation. As a matter of fact, all corporations are a matrix. You've got a chairman, a CEO, a president, several vice presidents, several middle managers, and then several worker bees at the bottom. Okay, that's just the way it is. What happens in a matrix is that people think if I just join, and this is some of the hype that goes on. Just join and you don't have to do anything and we'll build it for you. Well, that that's not true. And if you've got a lot of weak players in between, then it really sucks. If there's not compression inside of it where it's constantly flushing and filling, now you've got a lot of breakage to the company. Most companies, there's a few that have worked, but very few, do not last with a matrix because it really limits the growth of what the company can do. There's one matrix that seems to do very well, and that's a five-by-seven matrix. Now, I have a, a 
well, I won't get into that until a little bit later. But a five by seven matrix has a good balance. If you do a, a five by seven, you can do a forced matrix. You can add some some tweaks to it, make it a hybrid. But overall, you don't see it. Now, here's the type of companies that we use a matrix. Uh, membership companies will use a matrix. Uh, companies like cell phone companies, a lot of times, will use a matrix uh, because they're getting a monthly fee and they're putting in there, you know, a website and all this other stuff. Not a fan of matrix. Is there a place for them? Absolutely. Is there a need for them? I'm sure there are, especially if you've got a small company. A, a, a very small company might use a matrix to get started. Just understand you're probably going to change your compensation plan somewhere down the road. Now, here's something that Darren writes that I thought was very profound. He says, people who promote matrix plans will always try to lure you in with the enticement of spillover. They'll tell you, if you get in now, you will have hundreds of people spilling into your downline, people you were not responsible pr for promoting or recruiting. However, the only time spillover will occur is when a dud signs up under a superstar distributor, remains active, but doesn't recruit a distributor. The dud then gets the spillover while the superstar, who works hard, is only rewarded for his or her personal efforts. Don't be fooled by the spillover myth. With limitations on payout levels, it is mathematically impossible to create spillover for more than just a few people among your entire distributor force. Spillover is a bunch of crappy hype. Doesn't work. And some of you are saying, well, Troy, I know so-and-so who told me they're earning $10,000 in 30 days in spillover. Well, how do you know that they're telling you the truth? How do you know the check was real and wasn't doctored? You know, I've got a software program that we purchased the other day that literally the whole purpose of this software program is to take our PayPal uh, uh, spreadsheet of how much money we make, and it actually pulls the figures inside of this software, and it lets us manipulate them. I'm doing an investigation on this company. That's why we got the software. Don't believe everything that you see. Really get analytical when you're doing compensation. Overall evaluation, the matrix plans can be a good plan for certain types of products and services. It's not been accepted by the mainstream as a, as a really good plan for career network marketers. just never has been. The second type is that stair-step breakaway. Excellent compensation plan. Okay, it's, it's, it's out there. It's been around forever. Mostly, uh, I would say, and I think Darren even writes it in the book here, that the stair-step breakaway is the most utilized compensation plan in network marketing. I believe probably this is an accurate statement based on the fact the majority of companies are party plan companies. Party plans, Tupperware, Avon, Mary Kay, Pampered Chef, Discovery Toys, uh, you know, uh, Barefoot Books, candle companies, I mean, the list can go on and on and on. The stair-step breakaway works. It pays very good on a personal level, and it gives some pretty good breakaways as those organizations grow out. Now, what happens is that most of the time your career network marketers don't like it because they can't make fast money up front. If a guy out there has an organization and he moves that organization every five or six years into a company – they don't look at that. The stair-step breakaway is for that career individual who's going to stick with the company and move up the ranks. 
Most of the time, uh, and I'll use Primerica as a prime example. They got a great stair step breakaway program. Uh, the brand new distributor coming in will will make twenty five, thirty, thirty five percent on their personal sales. As you go up the rank to national senior sales director, whatever they call it, NASD, national NSD. There you'll make 65 to 100%. But what happens is the breakage between the levels are smaller. So if I've got a brand new person I'm bringing in and they're getting 27% and I'm getting 63%, I got a good 40% spread. So the recruitment, you're always constantly focused on recruiting fresh new blood people. It's beautiful. Primerica has done a phenomenal job with this because they're able to bring in people. You get paid pretty good. I think their their lowest level commission is, is pretty standard within the insurance financial service type arena now. And you can make some really good money. And if you're a manager over there, you're an RVP, you're, you're building out your office, you got some good spread on all those brand new people that are coming in. And by the time that you get one of those that becomes an RVP and breaks away from you, then you're going to get a, a, a pretty decent little spread as it grows. So it's not it's not a bad deal. Now, is there some bad things to it? Yes, absolutely. If a guy knows how to manipulate the compensation plan, he's going to look at that and say, that's too hard to work. I don't want to have to really sell something. I want to go in here and bring my network. I want to build some stuff out. I want to make it happen. You know, if, if they've got a small team and they don't think they can recruit uh, wide enough to where when they lose somebody that it will matter, they won't want it. I'm going to use Primerica again. They they actually use a, what, what I would call a hybrid type of deal because one of the compensation plans that in and of itself is just really risky, the, the feds hate it, is called the Aussie 2-Up. And I don't know why they call it that. It was created by here in America. But Primerica, because you have to be licensed, you've got to get a, a securities license and a life insurance license. A lot of the times what they do is training sales. And instead of giving up your downline in the beginning, what they do is they say, you're going to give up three training sales. So those three training sales, you're going out while you're getting licensed and you're being trained, and then they pass that on. It's been a program that has worked phenomenally well for them. Professional networkers don't seem to like it because they don't want to give up anything. That's one of the reasons they don't like the stair-step breakaway. Now, here's what happens when you become a regional vice president in Primerica. You have to give up one of your legs to your regional vice president because he's losing you. So you get to look and say, okay, if I give him my weakest leg, then he gets to start all over because he's losing money on me, or I can give him a middle leg. You get to choose. It's it's a very unique program that has worked. I've never seen another company do what Primerica has done, but their creator of their program was a guy named Bo Adams who was just a mathematical whiz. He's one of the largest landholders in the United States now, became one of those billionaires after the company sold. Phenomenal guy. Compensation plans work well. Their compensation plan works well for them. It probably wouldn't work well for all kinds of other companies, and that's what you've got to look at. So why is it the home party plans use the breakaways? Because their focus is on moving product. It's on volume. Stair-step breakaways are not level-oriented as much as they're volume-oriented. Everything that happens is based on a volume deal. And we could go into this in a lot more detail. Dr. Keith Lagos talks about the difference 
between a multi-level marketing compensation plan and a network marketing compensation plan because one of them is focused on different levels. The other one's focused on volume. I'm not going to go into that much detail because probably most of you don't care. Okay, But it's a great compensation plan. We see it mostly in party plan companies. We don't see it a lot in, in what we would call traditional MLM-type companies, new, health and nutrition, um, uh, juice companies, energy drink companies, you know, chocolate companies. We don't see it in that. Unilevel. The Unilevel compensation plan is my overall favorite, and I'll tell you why. There's no smoke and mirrors. It's just plain Jane. What you see is what you get. You're rewarded for both personal production and you're rewarded for depth. To me, that makes sense. You want cash flow, you build out wide, you go an unlimited level, an unlimited width. When you want to build financial security, you can build unlimited depth. That's the way it works. Now, when I say unlimited, most unilevels look a lot like a, a matrix plan. So, you know, there's maybe it's a it's it's seven levels deep that you get paid on. Then you get infinity bonuses or leadership bonuses. The last company where I was an executive, we created what we called an expanding matrix plan. And basically, what it was was it was a kind of like a unilevel. The matrix plan was a five by seven. But when you filled up that five across when you'd recruited and you'd filled down four levels and we let you expand and open it up. So it was always expanding. We were giving leaders the ability to constantly be making more money. Everybody looks at things differently. In ProStep, Kevin Lehman and, and Mike Caruana had created a phenomenal, easy-to-do, mid-level, unilevel. Here's what I mean by that. The first level, you'd make 10%. The second level, you would make 15%. The third level, you'd make 5%. See, they understood that if you drilled it deep, if you went you know, a higher amount on the second level, then people didn't just recruit on their front line. They would automatically recruit on that second level. They would push a little harder to make more money because they knew when they put them on their second level, they would grow. Sometimes if you've got a, a plan that goes seven levels deep, you'll see this happen on the fifth level. Sometimes it'll be back end loaded and you'll see you'll see a five percent, ten percent, five, 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 twenty five percent on the seventh level. They're wanting to drive that depth. They know that they've got some leaders that are coming in. Unilevel compensation plan has withstood regulators because it really does focus on moving product. It's not just internal consumption. If you get a person inside of it and they're not promoting up, it they don't you know it doesn't work. Zango, phenomenal company, created something that I loved a few years ago called dynamic compression. One of the downsides to the Unilevel is it usually pays out monthly. A lot of leaders say, well, it kind of limits our fast growth, you know, unless you've got a fast start bonus on the front end. So what happened was Zango said, well, let's do this. Let's have dynamic compression, and the guys can get paid through infinity on any any of the money underneath them that somebody doesn't qualify for. The company was very shrewd because doing this, you have to have some tight financial controls because when a company truly uses dynamic compression, there really isn't any breakage to the home office. All other compensation plans will have breakage built in where they know, like in a matrix, let's use this as an example. In a matrix, you may fill up that whole matrix, but there may be 
35% of the positions that are dead. You can't refill the positions. So that that's breakage that goes to the company. In, in the unit level with dynamic compression, it all compresses up to the next qualified pay level. It's a beautiful concept. Vysalis has really pushed what they call the holding tank to where now they bring people in and you sponsor them, but you don't necessarily put them into the compensation plan. They use a unit level. And you can, put, you can move them around. I think you can hold them for 30 days or 60 days, and then you have to put them in the compensation plan or or the system just puts them in a next a next position. But you can reward builders by putting in people that you have personally sponsored and give them placement. It's called per, it's called sponsor and placement. We're not going to go into all this. You need to buy Darren's book, networkmarketingbook.com. Because this book will go into detail. This is your network marketing bible. You open this up, you look at it, you're going to get some facts. In some cases, you're going to be able to look at this book and say, okay, I need to go buy this other book so that I can dig a little deeper in this specific area. Plain and simple. Now, the downside is a lot of times the unilevel plan is looked at as the part-timer's plan because a lot of companies, Amway is an example, built their whole business model on part-time people making a little extra money. This is probably why I love this. I am an advocate, a staunch advocate for the part-time network marketer. I have numerous friends. I'm going to spend the whole weekend with friends that are full-time networkers. They built their whole careers. But I love the part-timer who's out here making a little extra money for his family. That's what it's about. That's what you've got to be able to do. So I love the Unilevel for that reason. Now what about the all-powerful binary? You notice I say that for last. I am not a fan, period, of the binary, but it does work. Sadly, most people don't understand it. As I said earlier in the call, if you've got a bad attitude, you don't want to be in the binary. If you've got a glass-half-full mentality, you don't want to be in the binary. If you've got a negative disposition all the time, you don't want to be in a binary. You have to pay attention to the binary. You have two legs. Now, a lot of times in the binaries, the way they're created, you can actually get three business centers are what we call three positions in the compensation plan. And that way you're actually building out more than just two legs. You're, you're maximizing the compensation plan. You're building that width because the, the old adage in network marketing is if you get one good leg, it will, it will give you a good solid income. If you get two legs, you can quit your full-time job. If you can build out three good solid legs, you can go become financially independent. Well, in the binary, there's only two legs unless you've got an additional business center. Now, the problem is, there is there's always a weak side and there's a strong side. Some companies call it the power leg. The company usually sets at the top of the power leg, so they're bringing in all these people and you've got one strong leg. The dilemma is all binaries that I've reviewed, and I know Darren has reviewed more than I have, is that there's a balancing act. You've got to be balanced, and you get paid on your weaker leg. So if you've got this strong leg and you've got all these big earners in it, we saw this happen at Monavie, you may be looking at your, your chart in the back office, and literally you see tens, hundreds of millions of dollars banked. And you look at your weak leg, and you're only getting paid 150 bucks. 2000 bucks, and you're thinking, man, I should be being paid $50,000 a month. 
Or you may be one of these guys that say, I'm going to be balanced, man. I am balanced. That's the key word. Everybody tells me my life needs to be balanced, so I'm going to balance my compensation. And you're going good, and your check's looking really good, and then all of a sudden your upline goes out, and, and man, he's got a good friend who's looking for a new company, and he brings him in, and he puts him underneath you. He wants to reward you, wants to give you a little motivation, but now you're out of balance. And all of a sudden it freaks you out because you're like, no, man, I got this phobia. I got to be balanced in my life. I'm OCD. Not good. Most of the time, companies don't even do all the math on the binary. I know Monavi, I think it was, uh, I, at my last count, it was 16 different changes in the compensation plan so that they didn't get what's called binary creep. It's where their top leaders were getting so much money, the company was actually breaking. And, and going into their profit bank to be able to pay it. They had to switch those commissions, lower the commissions, put some caps on how much you can be paid. It doesn't have unlimited payout like a unilevel or a breakaway based on production and all that. So I'm just not a fan of it. Now, let's go to Yoli for a second. Because Darren's company, Yoli, has a binary, but it's what we call a hybrid. They've actually attached a binary and a unilevel together. And it really is a unique deal. I'm seeing this happen in a lot of companies now where it's a hybrid binary plan. I'm getting a little bit more excited about those. I do want to, I do want to caution you guys right now, though. There's, there's a marketing hype that's been going on lately about single-level compensation plans. Okay, those aren't really single-level. I mean, not single, single-line compensation plans. Those aren't what are, are really a single-line compensation. They're actually a unilevel turned sideways is basically what that is. But here, here's what I want to tell you. Okay, regulators don't like single-line compensation, period, because that really does promote a, a Ponzi or a pyramid-type deal where everybody's getting in on top of everybody, and the last guy in will never make his money back if the company were, were to stop the recruiting mechanism in, in a true single line. Most of the single lines that we're seeing today are hype. That's all they are, just pure hype. So just know that. Be cautious of that. In the last couple of minutes, I want to give you some stuff. Like I told you, I mean, I'm I'm not even halfway through this chapter. That's how powerful this chapter is. But here's some things that you can write down you should know about compensation. Number one, a company should have moderate startup costs in any compensation plan. Probably, you know, the, the average is $150 to $1,500 dollars. Uh, I would say lately we've seen total startup cost to jump into a good company is, is actually under $100 these days. Part of that, I think, is the actual uh, the economy kind of pulled that down. But $100 is, is usually the good mark there. Two, most companies require the purchase of a distributor kit. This will range anywhere from, from 50 to $100. Bucks. Uh, Vima doesn't have any type of startup cost. You can join their company for free. Um, they're one of the unique companies that allows us to do that you know there's so much stuff in this book that we need to go through that, that that is here for you guys that you need to you need to dig deep into it i can't cover it all that's how big it is now this is the last show of this week because i am headed to orlando as a guest speaker at the longevity convention i'll tell you this if you guys uh if you're a ceo an owner you want to know if 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 we're available, yes, you can always contact me, Troy Dooley, at MLMHelpDesk.com. Uh, we do do guest speaking events, and we do MCing, so we can do both. But, guys, this is an awesome book. We're going to be back here Monday in Chapter 8, which is key number five, Company Leadership, Partnering with Success. 
Folks, live life like it's an epic adventure, and remember this. You are network marketing, so act like it. I'm looking forward to seeing you all Monday morning right here on RealMentorsRadio.com. Bye now.